I'm 73. 73 is usually old because you're in total decline. I'm like Humpty Dumpty, put back together again. Look at the quality of life I get to enjoy. Suzanne Summers. You might know her as Chrissy Snow in the iconic sitcom Three's Company, or as Carol Lambert on the successful show Step by Step, or as a long-running Las Vegas headliner, or for her Thighmaster infomercials. She's been a talk show host, serial entrepreneur, wellness advocate, and author of 27 books, selling millions of copies, including 14 New York Times bestsellers and several at number one. And now her newest book, A New Way to Age, she's reinvented herself and put herself back together. And she's also inspiring and hilarious. Coming up, you'll hear why her husband left his successful career as the Johnny Carson of Canada to be her business manager. Her highly lucrative Facebook Live shows shot from her home. Why, after writing three books about alcoholism, she drinks tequila for her health. Suzanne's insights on eating to live, staying healthy as you age, and protecting yourself from cancer. Her thoughts on why cannabis might be for everyone and hormone shots might just keep one's sex life alive. And the revealing inside story about the moment she was fired from Three's company in spite of being important to the show's success. Plus, her husband becomes the first man on the show. This is the Entrepreneurship Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Suzanne, we are so excited to have a conversation with you today. At 73 years young, you have gained celebrity status on several hit shows. You've written 27 books, which I can't wait to hear how it's possible to write 27 (laughs) books. And you've become the voice and face of alternative medicine, which I'm actually super into. Can you share more about how you began your career and were able to really parlay your celebrity status into launching an empire? It's the negatives in my life that became the rocket fuel, and I think that is for all of us. How I got to Three's Company is a story in itself, but that would take up too much time and not really what the focus of this is. But by year six of Three's Company, which was the number one show in the country, and I had the uh, of the highest demographics of all women in television at that time, but the men were making 10 to 15 times more than me, which was okay with me, but now my contract is up. And when I signed, I signed for nothing. I didn't care. I just want the job. But now I've been on magazine covers and 60 Minutes and Barbara Walters and the cover of Newsweek when Newsweek was Newsweek and uh, brought a lot of focus to the show. And Laverne and Shirley, if you remember who they were, they renegotiated shortly before me and, as my husband describes it, gave ABC a colonic. And it was the deal <laughs> that I would have liked to have had <laughs> with back end and everything. So the night before my negotiation, which I had to renegotiate, the contract was up, uh, we get a phone call from the CFO at ABC saying, who's a friend of a friend, you didn't hear this from me, but they're going to hang a nun in the marketplace and it's going to be Suzanne. 
And so Alan went in, who is my business partner and husband and everything in my life. And he said they were going to fire you when I walked in. They, they, they needed to you to make an example. If they could fire the biggest woman on television, then no woman on television would have the audacity to expect to be paid parity. So I, there are no cell phones at the time, which is hard to believe because it wasn't that long ago. I'm waiting at home and there's a way the door opens when it's good news and there's a way it opens when it's bad news. It was clearly bad news, real slow and creaky. And I hear him paddling very slowly up the stairs. So I meet him at the landing and he looks at me and he says, you're out. I said, you're out? I'm out. I thought it was negotiation. We want this. You don't want that. We meet in the middle and we decide out. So I felt sorry for myself and I felt stupid and why and I'm doubting myself and why wasn't I happy? Well, well, how could you be happy with not being, with men being paid 10 to 15 times more and I'm doing, I'm selling more tickets. It was more about selling tickets than it was about feminism, frankly. I just thought, shouldn't you be paid commensurate with the amount of business that you're bringing in? And I was bringing in more business than all of them. I loved you on that show. Thank you. (laughs) So I heard a voice in my head, you know, a few weeks into this, and it said, why are you focused on what you don't have? Why don't you focus on what you do have? And I thought, what do I have? And then I realized I had enormous visibility that everybody in this country knew my name and in many, many parts of the world. So I said, Alan, I'd like to do a nightclub act. So he goes to Vegas and goes from place to place. They're all offering two weeks. And he goes to the MGM Grand Hotel, and there's a mafia guy. Bernie Rothkopf was his name, right? He's dead, so we can say his name and say mafia. <laughs> but I'm sure he was. Anyway, he has this long, this long uh, office, as Alan describes it, with a little desk down there. And when Alan walks in, he doesn't even look up. He's writing. Alan gets in front of his desk, and Bernie says, what do you want? And he said, I want a two-year deal for Suzanne Summers, and I don't care what the money is. And he ended up making that deal. And it became so successful because everyone had a curiosity about who was Chrissy on stage. And I was able to bring her to life on stage. And we loved the nightclub business, the two of us. We loved it. He, you know, was the producer and the showgirl. We're having so much fun. And then I did start in the Moulin Rouge and I danced down 25 stairs with 80 dancers and 20 of them were guys in white top hats and tails. And I wore long tool dress that dragged all the way down the stairs in a big headdress. I mean, who gets to do that? And then when I came down to the bottom of the stairs, I threw off the skirt and then went into a flamenco dance and I was having a, a ball. And then television started calling me back. But along the way, when you're doing personal appearances at night, you need to do something during the day. And I'm not um, a soap opera watcher. That's probably why I don't watch the housewife shows because I'm that's not, not my thing. And room service is terrible. It's not organic. <laughs> so I started writing books. And that's how the the books came about. And the first one I wrote, we took a, a two-week hiatus from the Las Vegas Hilton. I went to, we went to New Mexico. And Alan went off, you know, exploring the Anazazi ruins. And I found a cave that clearly, it hadn't changed in 2,000 years. You could see the black and back wall and the family that lived there and I don't know what that had to do with anything, but that night, back in our hotel room, I wake up at three in the morning, I pick up a yellow tablet that's on the floor, and I start writing and writing and writing and writing by hand. And five hours later, Alan woke up and he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. And I read it back and I started to sob. I wrote a book called Keeping Secrets. I had a big secret, and that was such an abusive childhood. And I'd never allowed myself to remember it or feel it. I, of course, you remembered it, but not to this degree. And if you read Keeping Secrets, the first 60 pages is what I wrote that night in those five hours when we were sleeping. 
And that book became a New York Times bestseller, 16 weeks on the list, uh, went to number one, became a movie, and started the Children of Alcoholics movement. Because no one ever paid any attention to the, the, the children of the alcoholics. So this just put me on a path. And Alan, who at the time, he, Alan was the Johnny Carson of Canada. He had a late night talk show. Everybody loved him. He was the cool dude. He was Johnny. Or Johnny wished he was you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave up his career for us. And I said, no, 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 you, you, you're so successful. He said, I've talked to everybody I want to talk to. He said, you could be a real force in this business. He said, but you're going to give it away. You say yes to everybody. And so we started this process of him teaching me, me finding who I was. It takes a while to figure out who you are. And um, How old were you at that time? At that time, I guess I was in my 30s, in my 30s. So um, that's how all the writing began. I think that's a long answer to the question you asked, but that's a, a long answer. To how, did, how is it that you can write 27 books? Well, I'm 73. You know, you do one a year, it's kind of easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people can't do one, so it's quite an accomplishment. I, I've done so many now, like this one. I, I knew when it was finished. My first books, you're always tweaking. It's never quite right. And can I get it back? Can I just add a little more? This one, I looked at it this summer. I was looked at my computer. And I went, I'm done. It, I, I said it. I love this book because I turned 73 this year and became very aware that I'm chronologically old, but I'm not old. I'm not old. I don't have old energy. I have vitality. I have juice. We're having the, a great time, great time together. And I realized life is about chapters. And if you don't want to end up with the present paradigm of aging that we're all looking at right now, decrepit, frail, Alzheimer's, heart disease, cancer, nursing homes, if that doesn't appeal to you, you got to think about it now. The earlier, the better. Start making the right choices. And the right choices are get the chemicals out of your life as best you can. Eat food that is fuel. You know, if you're a Maserati, you'd never put inferior fuel into your body. So those are the first choices we can make. They don't seem so significant, but they are. I'll tell you all the friends I had that are still on the road all the years that I was out there that stayed on the road, they're either dead or have Alzheimer's. Why? Because when you're doing a nightclub act, you rehearse all day, you, you do the show, you can't eat, you're too revved up, you can't eat, and at 11 or 12 o'clock when the show's over, you're ravenous, but nothing's open. So you send your road manager out, and all that's open is fast foods, mm -hmm. and you don't realize that night after night after night, you're eating chemical food. A brain scientist I interview quite often calls it excitotoxins, that these foods, literally, the chemicals excite your brain cells to death and makes you crazy. So that's how the journey began. That's how I got into the organic skincare business. That's how I got into the organic household cleaning product business. That's how I got into clean makeup, you know, certified toxic-free, has to be grown organically, extracted organically, nothing upwind or downwind of the product. Can be toxic to contaminate, really strict guidelines, really hard to produce, and we every single one of our products has that. So I'm really proud of that. But what Alan and I do together as partners, and he can explain it also, is we both know what we both do best. And I think that's really important in a business relationship. I know his strengths. What are his strengths? <laughs> well, he could tell you better, but don't send me to the accountant. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a grasp of money like I should. And I think that we should teach kids about money and checking accounts yeah. and all these things. Because I started making a lot of money and didn't know what to do with it. I would have yeah. spent it all if it wasn't for him. 
But also, he's a visionary. I see right in front of me, he sees down the line. He sees, like, when I came off stage that first night in Vegas, what do we have, like 25 musicians and 10 dancers and 12 costume changes? And it was a big success, and Chrissy came to life, and the audience gave me a standing ovation. It was great because it was opening night. Walking off, and I'm all triumphant. He said, I see a time when you won't be doing any of this. I said, what do you mean? He said, you'll just talk. You know what I do mostly now? I talk. <laughs> <laughs> so what does he do? You can say better what you do than I can say what you do. Everyone, Alan is here. Yeah. <laughs> he is here. <laughs> First, first man, man the first on the Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you're going to have a first man, this is the first man <laughs> you have. Right. A man who loves women. No, there are a couple of uh, areas, because you had asked, how did the business start, mm -hmm. right? We were doing a show at the Las Vegas Hilton. We were doing two two-hour shows a night, seven nights a week. She was exhausted, and she said to me one night, we have to figure out a way to make money where I don't have to turn up. I said, oh, you mean passive income? And she said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we found the Thighmaster. That was our first product. And we all remember the Thighmaster. Thigh that was 1989, 1990. And we shot the commercial. We put it out there. I mean, it did okay. We didn't lose money. We didn't make any. We made a little bit of money. Then we added a premium, uh, three pages, called Suzanne Summers' Helpful Hints for Healthy Eating. It took off like a rocket, and we sold 10 million Thighmasters. And uh, we realized, wow, we like the product business, okay? So we created a fashion division for 17 years, jewelry division for 17 years. Uh, Fabulous fakes. Now all women can have the jewelry once only the richest women in the world could have. They loved it. Yeah, we kept it. creating businesses. Yeah. By the way, in addition to the 27 books, 14 of them are New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. Hopefully 15. I also um, wrote and sold 9 million summer size books because I started gaining weight. It's before I understood hormones. When your hormones are out of whack, you have unexplained weight gain. You don't know why you're gaining weight and you give up all the foods that you think are making you fat. It doesn't matter because it's your hormones. And so um, I found a way to eat, which is really the precursor to the South Beach diet. I'm not saying they stole from me, but it's pretty similar. And a couple of my recipes are in there. But that didn't matter to me because the, the books... I was glad to sell so many books, but we're on the Home Shopping Network at that time, and we had summer-size grills, summer-size slow cookers, summer-size pots and pans, summer-size dishes, glasses, food, salt, Tuscan sea salt rubs, simmering sauces, things to make women who don't know how to cook very well turn them into incredible cooks. And then that Sounds turned, like I need that book. <laughs> <laughs> and that turned into, we had contests, and then they would send in recipes, and then we took over, was it the fascination, the ship? I was sitting in the green room at HSN, home shopping. I'm kind of half listening to Suzanne and the host. And I hear Suzanne say, so let's all get together. Maybe we'll all go on a cruise. And I'm thinking, we've never discussed this. Okay? <laughs> this is the first time I've heard this. So we rented the biggest ship that Carnival had called the Fascination. And we put it out there. And we sold the cruise in 20 hours. And they Carnival came. said, takes us a year to sell a cruise because people book, then they cancel, they have to resell it, et cetera. And they said, if, if we had more people answering the phones, we would have sold it in 10 hours. I was a little afraid of the cruise because it was going to be me and the president of our company, also a guy, and 2,200 women. <laughs> now, I know what 2,200 guys would do on a cruise. They'd beat each other up and throw each other overboard. Okay? <laughs> I had no idea what women were going to do. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience, really a wonderful yeah. experience. So we kept inventing 
businesses that were organic to Suzanne. We didn't, you know, like she's had offers to do car commercials. She says, I don't care about cars. I don't want to do a car commercial. So we've created businesses that fit Suzanne, that she feels good about. And every product that we have created, and we've created every product we sell, hundreds of them, uh, Suzanne approves and is involved in the development as well. I can't sell it if I don't love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't BS. I just can't. I think what we're doing right now, though, is the most exciting thing of all. And it's not like what you two have done, but understanding where the power is now in social media. And I've been on the shopping channels for 25 years, but you got to go there. You got to give, you know, a lot of it away and you got to fly there. You got to pack a suitcase. I'm sick. I've been on the road for so many years. I'm sick of packing suitcases and flying places. We now do, and we're about to do three to four a week. But right now, for the last two years, we've been doing two Facebook live shows a week. Man, is that successful. And one of them every week we do at our bar. And we have a bar at our house called Big Al's Bar. And it's outside. It's in the desert. We also have one in our house in Malibu. Women don't like to drink alone. This feels like not respectable still. But if they can have a tequila with me and Alan at five o'clock at Big Al's Bar, it's like a date. I, I, I almost feel like they get dressed up. And they ask questions. It's a wash dish yeah. I love tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we get, a, we get a little high uh, with tequila. I try to only have one, but I usually have two. It's just the Irish in me. What's your favorite tequila uh, brand? Well, Casa Dragones. Oh, yes. I've yeah. been hearing a lot about that yeah. one. Yeah. But I'm a cheap drunk, too. I'll, I'll do Patron Silver. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but here we are sitting there. All the women are out on a date with us, and they like us a lot. And I'm very candid. Uh, you know, and tell stories. I walk them around my house sometimes. Some some shows are from the kitchen. I cook for them. Some shows are from the pool. We've taken a bath together. We've done a show from the bathtub. Check this out. Yeah. And we have an outdoor bathtub, too, that he gave me for my birthday. And we take <laughs> baths outside. And uh, Do you have a crew or are you just doing this on your own? iPhone. iPhone. And a ring light. Yeah. And Caroline, yeah, yeah. Our, the president of our company, who's also our daughter-in-law, uh, walks around with the ring light and the and she's the off camera voice and sometimes she comes on. They're starting to get hooked into Caroline too. So now it's like this team that yeah. they know, and they buy a lot if they drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good sales strategy, Suzanne. <laughs> and they discount. We just deep discount because it's just me and Al. And our here's my expense. My hairdresser cost me 150 bucks. Mm. Boo hoo. <laughs> so I see. Let's say a million people watch. Let's say a quarter of them buy one thing. It's a good hour. It's a good ROI on your $150 blowout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He never bitches about the, the price of the hairdresser ever. Right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's $170. Oh, $170. So I want to know, how did you get into doing Facebook Live? What made you realize we should be doing this? Did someone tell you? Because you... uh, we have in our company a lot of 50-year-olds and 40-year-olds. You know, our... Kids roll their eyeballs at us with the questions we ask about our computers and our phones and things. But it's so clear this is where everybody is. It's, you know, when you walk down Fifth Avenue here, it's awful because everybody bumps into mm -hmm. you and everybody's rude because everybody's down in their, their phone. Clearly, this is what our lives are about now. Don't you panic when you can't find your phone? Of course. Yeah. I don't even know where mine is right now, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were with somebody last night. Oh, oh no. I was My hairdresser this morning, he said that he was on the subway. He takes the subway home last night, and this woman gets on, and she drops 
her iPhone out of the subway. In between, oh. And she started to panic, and a good uh, Samaritan guy takes off his coat and goes to jump down, and, and my hairdresser said, there's a train coming. Oh, my God. Um, but that's how crazy we are about our phones, that we risk our life to pick up our iPhone. So I think it's just being around children, grandchildren, employees who are very tech-savvy. Always have a millennial in your office, at least one, because that's your go-to guy. My millennial is um, he's a he's a aspiring actor. He's sounding uh, like your pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he wants to go out and interview, great. I don't care. You need a vacation, great. I just how do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> how do I do this? Help me line this up here. So uh, we have we have webmasters and and you know we have people who really understand how to push and boost and. You know, I with my fractured hip, I told you before we came on air on Christmas Eve, because I couldn't go anywhere, I put on my Norma Kamali pink gown and my diamond earrings, and I said, dress like Roger Moore, and they won't know you're in your camouflage underpants under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts on the tuxedo jacket and the white tuxedo shirt and with the tie unbuttoned here and the tie undone like Roger Moore, and we drank tequila, and we had a good quantity of caviar each. So it was decadent and fun, and we laughed a lot and drank more tequila and ate more caviar. And it's like you and I were talking, that you were in the hospital and laid up. Whatever happens in life, how do you use it? Like judo, using forward energy to win. So it's all the negatives in life that teach you where the opportunity is. So I got sick of traveling. I don't have to travel so much anymore unless I really, really want to go someplace and do it. I like to travel for lectures. I like to travel to do nightclubs. But really, I'd rather, if I do nightclubs, have a residency in Vegas. So here I am at 73. I'm a nightclub performer that still can fill the room because I've been around so long. Am I a curiosity or is it beloved? I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I lecture. I love to lecture because I'm not all pilled up. Yeah, because uh, I go natural as best I can, as often as I can. Rarely resort to drugs. This with this pain, I've had well, to. Well, recreate. No, I'm just. <laughs> well, when I go home tomorrow, when we go back to California, I don't want to take pharmaceutical painkillers. I needed it this week to get through the the pain. But when I get home, I'm switching to CBD mm-hmm. and to THC. Which, by the way, in our organic line, we are now developing. It's it's actually developed. We just have to package and bottle it. Uh, a CBD line. Do you know that when I, in this book, I interviewed a clinical trialist, Dr. Jonathan Fishbein, he's at the CDC. I wanted a doctor without a practice so that there's no agenda. So you don't call him and get, you know, uh, cannabis from him. He said at the CDC, we have found that every cell in the body has an endocannabinoid receptor site, which means our body's been craving it. Why would nature put a little, oh, by the way, over here is where the cannabis goes. It means it's wanting it. Why? Probably for stress reduction, probably for pain reduction, probably for a lot of things we don't even realize yet. So, um, Anti-carcinogenic. Yeah, and anti-carcinogenic, yeah, yeah. There was a professor at Harvard years ago who had never smoked weed who wrote the ultimate book on marijuana. And uh, what came out of it was the fact that it's anti-carcinogenic. Except for the smoking. Like, I don't smoke. I value my lung because I'm a singer. So that's how this came about, you know, kind of knee bone connected to the thigh bone. And here we are today here in this place where I can only see 
where this Facebook Live and this you, the use of social media is going to grow and grow and grow. And I don't even know where yet, but that's just like the two of you. You leave yourself open and the journey takes you to the next place. Coming up, what led Suzanne to start drinking tequila and why it's brought a new spark to her relationship. So you were sharing before that you will only develop a product that you are extremely passionate about and you've developed hundreds of products over the years. So what I want to understand is when you come up with an idea for a new product and have you done a tequila line yet? Have you gotten there yet? I'm sure putting those arrows out there. Yeah. It's such a natural. (laughs) I think I'm responsible for getting more people drinking tequila Tequila. than uh, Jean-Paul de is. I have a good connection for you. So remind me. I have a good good connection for your next tequila line. Yeah. And, you know, I started drinking tequila because of the when the house burned down and we got uh, moved into the house that we leased and had mold. Mold got into my GI tract. You can't have any sugar when you have mold in you. A date. You blow up like a basketball. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my stomach. See, this is a negative that's going to turn into a positive because my next book is going to be all about the stomach. I know so much about it because of the mold getting into my stomach. But wine has yeast and sugar. And uh, I had a stomach full of mold, i.e. yeast. And one mold organism multiplies 52 million times in a 24-hour period if you feed it right. That's sugar, piece of candy, ice cream date, really simple. So I had to give up all sugar, uh, which then I got my old figure back because sugar mixed fat uh, more than I realized even. And But my kids are the ones who said drink tequila. And I said, I don't drink hard liquor because I've written three books about alcoholism, my father. But there's little to no sugar in clear tequila. In the brown tequila, there's sugar. But in the clear, there's little to no sugar. And I liked the buzz. And <laughs> I don't know, is it good to say you like the buzz? But I think you drink to relax and get a little buzz. And I liked it. It was, it's not a depressant. It's a little hallucinogenic. And I actually think it's made our relationship better. It definitely has. <laughs> <laughs> we date at Big L's Bar. We started dating once, twice, three times a week. Now it's four times, maybe five times a week because the date is so fun that I look forward to it at five o'clock to go down to Big Al's bar and turn on the music. And we talk, you talk in a different way when you're just sitting, relaxing, the cell phones are away and the phone is off. And uh, we listen to cool music. We often dance, slow dance, the two of us, kind of romantic, watch the sun go down. And so we're having this life of our own making And uh, that's what's so great about it, that we've got our own rhythm. I love to cook dinner for them. I'd rather stay home most nights. We go out, try to limit it to two nights a week. But I really love going to my vegetable garden that I grow my own food because I want to know where my food comes from because I've had cancer. I make us what I think are great dinners. And here's where you chime in and go, really great. (laughs) (laughs) Are you eating all plant-based? No. I'll tell you something interesting, and it's in this book also. One of the doctors I interviewed, who I respect so much, he's a scientist, and he said, you know, vegans don't live as long. It's a lack of amino acids. And when you look at somebody who looks really good, especially an aging person, what you're looking at, the tightness of the skin, is amino acids. And the body doesn't work well without amino acids. As long as you're you're getting your amino acids from organic and grass-fed protein, organic chicken, wild-caught fish, the fish is getting iffy, which is really a shame. 
really a shame that we've contaminated the oceans to that degree. I think one of the things that is so great about aging, if you get there not all pilled up like Alan and I, is that you have what no young person can buy or have, which is acquired wisdom. Think how smart you two are going to be because you've already, you're already wise. You already figured out something that other people haven't figured out. Put 50 years on you and not, and you're not all pilled up and you've been replacing, like I explained in this book, how you replace everything in you that is declining due to aging and toxicity, but you keep putting it back in the natural form in the actual right ratios for you through lab work. So it's not guessing. It's not throwing Hope that works exactly what you need. Why replace my hormones exactly what I need? Exactly. So what does that do for me? I sleep really well. Don't have to take a bunch of pills. I'm not anxious, so I don't take anti-anxiety or Valium or anything like that. Um, My cholesterol, I I explained to hear how cholesterol is a myth. I don't take any kind of statin. I I don't take any drugs. So my mind is clear. And I want you too, to have your clear minds too, because then you're productive members of society. You're the matriarchs. I'm now a matriarch. I never thought of that as a very glamorous thing to be, but in the family, and I am called uh, my grandchildren, a different kind of grandma. (laughs) And I explained to them early on that I am a different kind of grandma, but I I, uh, am able to offer wisdom as long as you like everything. You don't, you don't not like anything they post. You like it. Otherwise, they unfriend you. So if you want to stay attached to your children or grandchildren, just go like. I know you don't have any clothes on, but I like it. It's really good. Yeah, that probably gets you in a lot of trouble, but I like it. Social media tips from Suzanne. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also expanding my thinking so that it's just a different world, you know, when we were watching Naked Yoga the other day on the Playboy channel, I thought, yeah, it's a different world now. <laughs> it's his favorite show. And at first well, I walked... favorite in... way to watch yoga. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he loves watching you know, Naked is, Yoga. For real, you can see the muscle groups working. And that's what he's watching, the breathing. Look at look at look at the 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 it's the ribs. working. Yeah, it's working. Right. Right. I want to learn more about the hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? Okay, so why you feel so good and yes. why you are the way you are is you're making a full complement of hormones. You don't even have to think about it. it; just happens because you're reproductive, and that's what nature has provided for all of us. We're here only for one reason, biologically speaking. We're here to perpetuate the species. So. If you notice, most people start getting their cancers, although that's changing because of of the toxicity in the environment. Most people start getting their cancers at the end of their reproductive years. That's when I got mine, 45. Because the brain, if I could give it a personality, it has one job to do, and that is to perpetuate the species. So when the brain goes, oh, no eggs here and the bad eggs and the hormones aren't right, let me get rid of this person so I can make room for the healthy, young, reproductive ones. That's how it's really as base as I can put it. (laughs) So, but now we've extended life, right? Like it or not, you're going to live to 90, 100. I plan to live past 100, but they've provided no quality. Without hormones, there's no quality, none. When it happened to me, I couldn't believe it. And it took three years for me to figure it out. It starts with you can't sleep. You don't know why you can't sleep. So you, you, you go to bed and you're dog tired because you didn't sleep all month or for months. Uh, 
and you, you're exhausted. You get into bed, you fall into a deep sleep for about 15 minutes, and then you wake up sweating like crazy. You throw off all the covers. You take off your whatever you're wearing, and then you change the sheets, and it's awful. And now you're wide awake, and you're awake for another three hours. Then you fall asleep again because you're just so tired. And then the same thing happens. By the end of the night, you've gotten a couple hours of sleep. Do this night after night after night for months, years. Your health degrades. Your looks degrade. Your aging is accelerated. Your hair takes a hit. Your nails take a hit. Premature wrinkling. Absolutely lose your sex drive because estrogen, progesterone, testosterone are your sex hormones. And without them, we women can't feel sex. Not even that we're not in the mood. We can't feel it. Just might as well, you know, be uh, having a milkshake. So um, (laughs) by putting them back, by going to a qualified doctor, the doctors that we've set up a website, uh, foreverhealth.com, vetted doctors who understand this new kind of thinking. Because you go to a regular doctor, they're going to throw synthetic hormones at you. And the Women's Health Initiative stopped a 10-year study after two years saying, It would be better for women to take nothing at all than to take these dangerous, harmful, even fatal so-called hormones. They didn't use so-called, but I call them so-called hormones because synthetic hormones are made from pregnant mare's urine. A horse has 34 different estrogens, none of which are compatible with ours. So bioidentical hormones, which is what I started writing about, and I think started a movement, are biologically identical to the human hormone, an exact replica of what we once made or still make a little of. And by taking a blood test, actually it's better to take a urine test, it's more accurate, a urine test with a qualified doctor, they are able to individualize just for you. They can tell your progesterone is down a little. If your progesterone is down and you're still making estrogen, you're a setup for cancer. Uh, Estrogen is carcinogenic. Progesterone is anti-carcinogenic. What you're doing right now at your age is you're making estrogen every day of the month as nature intended. And 15 days of the month, you make progesterone. And then you either get pregnant or have a period. When you start having breakthrough bleeding and irregular periods, that's your body language saying, starting to get screwed up here. Start to not be reproductive here. And stress and toxicity can do that. So how great, and that's what I talk about in this book, how great that you can put back what you've lost so that you don't have to put yourself in harm's way, danger, or set up for cancer, so that you can get your sex drive back. It's, it's great to feel sexual, so that you don't have unexplained weight gain, so that you aren't sweating, that you aren't bitchy, that you aren't moody, that you aren't forgetful. Forgetful is awful. When you don't get enough estrogen to your brain, that's the older ladies that can't finish their sentences. I don't want to be one of those women that can't finish their sentences. My goal is to get there, wherever there is, I think in my hundreds, with my brain intact and my bones strong. And right now, baby boomers, my age group, have a 50% increased risk of Alzheimer's. If you have diabetes and you're a baby boomer, you have an additional increased risk of 50%, um, which gives you a 75% chance that you're most likely to get Alzheimer's. 
That's a terrible thing. Look going forward what that will do. So if 29% of our high school students are on prescribed amphetamines because of ADD, ADHD, OCD, because of toxicity, then the older group, the uh, the uh, baby boomers are, the uh, Alzheimer's becoming an epidemic. So people like me and Alan who have brains and we're not all pilled up are really valuable because we'll be able to see with clarity and what does the universe need more now than wisdom? So I don't know, that's like a, a nutshell on hormones. It goes deeper in this book. My other books go deeper than that even. The more you know about it, the earlier you know about it, the better the outcome and endpoint you will have and quality of life. Up next, why at age 73, Suzanne says she's like Humpty Dumpty, put back together again, and why her olive-based skincare line only starts at the skin. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. How do you get these hormones and what is it? Is it a pill, an injection? Bioidentical hormones, like I said, are biologically identical to the human hormone, exact replica of what you once made plenty of or still make a little of or you make none of. I make nothing now. I am a complete hormonally restored woman. I take estrogen every day of the month. I take progesterone 15 days of the month. I take testosterone every day of the month. I take human growth hormone according to my deficiencies every day of the month. I have thyroid replacement, DHEA replacement, and cortisol replacement. Those are all my major and minor hormones because I don't make any. Mm. I'm 73. That's why 73 is usually old because you're in total decline. I'm like Humpty Dumpty, put back together again. Look at the quality of life I get to enjoy. So I take mine in cream form because when you put it on, you like you don't layer them up like the, the DHEA goes here. I take my estrogen. I actually put it behind my, at my temples and behind my uh, ears. I like to do it vaginally, but he's afraid of growing man boobs or something if he gets too close to my estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> so these are all products that you have created. No, okay. I do not sell You hormones. do not sell these. I do not Got sell hormones. That would be very highly illegal. You have to go to a qualified doctor. Okay. And the doctor then will give you, by the lab work, okay, here's what I want you to take every day, this amount of this and that amount of this and that amount of this. You get a little recipe. And what you need is different from what she needs, which is different from what I need. And if I knew then, like if I knew at your age what I know now, I would have started then because with stress in the environment, it's blunting hormone production and you have a better quality of life when you layer it in. So a qualified doctor is where you get them. You can't go to the store and buy them. If if you could, I'd sell them. <laughs> oh, I was going to go to Whole Foods yeah, right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> and these things that are estrogen-like or testosterone-like, it's not the real deal. You want the real deal. Now, him, every Tuesday, he doesn't absorb the cream. So he has to take it by shot. So every Tuesday, he's got a little fat right here that doesn't hurt Excuse so much. Excuse me. <laughs> now, we found the spot that you like. It doesn't hurt him. So I grab that fat and I inject the testosterone in him by his his deficiencies, not just haphazard. It's exactly what he needs. And um, don't call us Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> It's made between hormone replacement, our dating, 
the business together, not flying so much because we're using uh, social media, Facebook Live. I feel we're of it. We're not out of it at our age. We're, we're, we're engaging in social media in a way that I think is positive and, and, and effective and fun. And it's not all about hate and anger and taking shots at people. Life is too short. You can really be in control of your life. You can really be in control of your life. And there's one other thing that I do every day. We are 40 trillion cells approximately. And they all have to talk to one another. That's our communication system. So every day I take one of those cells. It's like the first thing I do when I, I, I'm cognizant in the morning. And I say to that one cell, I love my life. I love my husband. I love my family. I love my work. I love the food I get to eat. I love that I live in America. And I fill in whatever things I'm grat- grateful for. And I release it, and it has to go tell all the other 39, whatever, almost 40 million cells, guess what? We love our life. We love our husband. What happens is I have manifested happiness and gratitude, and I swear, I just wake up happy. And conversely, if I took that same cell and I said, I hate my husband, and I hate my life, and I hate my work, and I hate the food I eat, and I hate America, poor little cell's got to go there and go, okay. Not good news again. <laughs> so what my whole point in saying that is I realized we're in control of our happiness or unhappiness. It. Yep, absolutely. You speak to the universe and to your body what you want to happen and mm-hmm. how you want to be. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Are your kids involved in your businesses? Our daughter-in-law is the president of our company, and she's the right uh, man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> Our president of our company died a couple of years ago of multiple myeloma. Multiple myeloma. Now, let's make that connection. His wife was afraid of snakes. And for some reason, he thought if he sprayed um, glyphosate all around his property, which was Roundup at that time, that the snakes wouldn't like it. But it turns out that the glyphosate ate him, gave him multiple myeloma. There's an 800% increased risk of multiple myeloma with glyphosate exposure. So when he died... Alan's looking around for a new president, and I said, she's right in front of you. She, she's been in our company for 20 years, and you know sometimes it's right in front of you, and he goes, you are so right. And so he hired Caroline, our daughter-in-law, which is tricky. you got to be careful h- hiring a, a family member because you have to treat one another differently, and you get mad in business sometimes. You have to be really, really careful, but she's worked out so great. She's so smart. And she keeps us uh, relevant and current. And um, and your millennial. And our and then there's the millennial. <laughs> he can take time off whenever he wants. <laughs> he can fix anything on my iPhone. That's you know, he's more than that. He's darling. How many people are involved in your company now? Well, actually, in our digital, we just hired a fourth. And uh, what he's doing is uh, he's taking. Right now, we're on Facebook and IGTV. And he's going to spread us out over a lot more platforms. Plus, he's taking a lot of our material and re-editing and repurposing his podcasts. So I think in the next year, we have a big expansion coming. Plus the fact that we're doing uh, two one-hour shows a week now. By springtime, I want to be doing four or five. And we'll be alcoholics by that time. (laughs) I'm going to get you a tequila deal after this episode. (laughs) I want a tequila deal. Okay. Make me that deal. (laughs) You know, we, uh, I said to Suzanne about five years ago, you know, we have not done any marketing on Thymaster for years. 
uh, I said, I want to start marketing the new Thighmaster. And she said, what is that going to be? And I said, you'll see. So I uh, created something called the Thighmaster Vibrato, okay? And it vibrates. <laughs> and the reason I did that is because, first of all, it's really good for moving your lymph around. Okay, that's the official reason. But also, the original Thighmaster was made by late night shows, movies, and sitcoms. Okay, it wasn't made. By, I mean, we put the commercial up and we got it going. But we took the commercial off after about six months because it was going crazy with everybody else doing it. So uh, we tested the vibrato at Muscle Beach in Venice. We had put a chair down there. And women would sit down in the chair and put it between their thighs and start using it. And we'd switch on the vibrator and they'd go, woo! <laughs> so, but it failed. We put it out on broadcast for, for a week. Uh, for a week. And it, it didn't do well at all. So I gave it to Suzanne and I said, why did this thing fail? And she said, the vibrator isn't strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do a new, a new uh, you know. It, right, I mean, we still sell it in 120 countries. It's like Kleenex. You know, we were going through customs in uh, Italy or France. I can't remember. France. France. And the guy looked at her passport and he looked at her and he said, Thymester? <laughs> <laughs> so we love developing a new product as long as it's a, you know, a really good fit. And, um, you know, her Suzanne Organics line is incredible. That's our, right now, that's our, our biggest product. Oh, do people who get it. You know, all I have to do is say, when you look at your skin under a microscope, what our pores look like big holes under a microscope. So now visualize big holes in your hand or skin. Now put chemical cream over it. Where's it going to go? It's going to go into your bloodstream. And then it's going to go on a rampage and, you know, go into your GI tract and eat through the barrier wall. Now you got leaky gut and then it's going to go after organs and glands. And that's where I really think all the um, ADD and ADHD and is coming from. All Those chemicals make their way up to the brain because that's the fattiest organ of all. And the brain has to shrink to make room for the chemicals. The more chemicals, the more it shrinks. So we've got an epidemic of dementia, Alzheimer's. We've got an epidemic of brain-related uh, issues for young people, ADD, ADHD, et cetera. I see this going nowhere good. The skincare to me is where you start. And I met this woman. Uh, she sent me a, a line of skincare maybe 20-some-odd years ago. And I started using it. It was really good, so we took a meeting with her. And this woman is so pure. She cares so much. She feels that she's the one who killed her mother-in-law. I said, what are you saying? She said, well, my mother-in-law was dying of cancer, and I was a, a beautician, a facialist, so I would go after work every afternoon, and I would give her a massage with all my creams and everything. And she said, and then she died of cancer, and then I realized there were chemicals in my creams, and I think that I'm the reason that she got the cancer. And I said, no, you didn't. You, you, you didn't. But that's how pure she is, and that's how much she cares about this skincare line. There is nothing it's olive-based. The only thing I could do different, but then it's a price thing. I could put everything in glass bottles, but then shipping is more expensive and the whole thing is more expensive. Maybe at some point we will, but right now the product itself is as clean as clean can be. And that, I, I feel real good about that. Well, the, the plastic we use uh, doesn't uh, That's radiate That's true. It doesn't have phthalates. phthalates. It doesn't yeah. have phthalates, right. Yeah. 
Well, you have had and will continue to have an incredible career and story, and it's been so much fun to get to know both of you today and hear about how you've launched all of these incredible books and products. So your new book, A New Way to Age, where can everyone find it, buy it? Well, if you go to SuzanneSummers.com, I can give you a signed autograph copy, and then most bookstores, Amazon, etc. But I think you're not too young to read this book. I think it opens up a whole new way of thinking about health and life and quality of life that most people haven't considered. And for people who are my age, what I want to say to women my age is it ain't over. It ain't over. So don't let yourself get all decrepit and frail and sick and scatterbrained because you're going to miss out on maybe the best time of your life. Well, where can everyone find you on social media and, of course, watch your Facebook Live live from your house? (laughs) (laughs) Just go to Suzanne Summers' Facebook Live. Uh, No set time, but for sure... One of the shows every week will be at Big Al's Bar at 5 o'clock. And once you sign up, we send out alerts, so you always know when. All right, so we're going to subscribe so we get the next alert. Do you know when the next one is? Um, No, because I'm here this week and because we didn't know about my hip. But um, I'll sign up and I'll get an alert. We're going to sign up. Okay. All right. I can't wait to tune in. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's fun. He's a real character on the show. I'm honored to be your first man. Well, we are honored that we're honored to have you. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Thanks for listening.